Shafee. Shafee, are you there? You boys like Mexico! Yeah! Well, you know what those smooth sounds mean. You know what it means when those smooth sounds come creeping in? It means it's time for One Magical Hour, a Matthew and Schaefer podcast spectacular. Schaefer Hall coming at you from East Austin, Texas. I'm pleased to welcome the Podzilla of podcasting. Uh, he pronounces it Sherbet. He says Sherbet. His name is Matthew Rampy, and he's coming from way up north, way north Austin. How you doing, Matthew? I'm lactose intolerant. Sherbet. He always says sherbet. Isn't that how it's spelled? A little bit of, that was a little bit of what they call fan servicing. Going out to our good buddy, Brian, who says he giggles every time we say sherbet. Now he's just giggling. He's like rolling around on the floor, like invisible fingers are tickling him, just giggling. And uh, and why not giggle? Why not? Because we're celebrating today. We're celebrating our our one month podcasting birthday. Sixteen episodes, Happy one month. Birthday. One hundred and eighty individual unique downloads. Uh, Six hundred total downloads. Uh, means you know some people still have some catching up. It means some people have listened to one. Listened to the first episode and said, no, nah, I'm never doing that again, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's their loss. That's the way it's going to be. I figure at episode 100, we're really going to hit our stride. Yeah, that sounds about right. You know, and, and we were talking about this, right? You, you told me when I first introduced you to TVTL, which is the, the uh, father of the show, uh, <laughs> you know, and that's a show that I know. relationship to TVTL, it's our father. Lord, Lord knows, Lord knows. I understand that not everybody likes TVTO, uh, and you know, and I say that when I'm introducing people to it. You know, this is not for everyone, and you know, you listen to it. We were on the road on that road trip together, and you came back to me and you said, "I feel like, you know, you had listened for a while, and you said, I feel like, I, I feel, I, and I can't remember exactly, but I think you said that thirty was the magic number. It'd be like about six weeks worth of TVTOs, which should be a total of." Six times five is 30. Um, if you listen to about 30 TVTLs, you'll start to understand. You'll start to get it, and you'll start to be on board. So, uh, so if you're out there uh, and, you, and, you know, and you're still with us, you know, stick with us. Stick with us till about uh, another month or so. See what we do different. See what we do the same. We haven't even made enough for people to get into it yet. Not even. Yeah. Uh, you know, except for the, the fans of... The way the way we say sherbet, except for uh, super fans of us. But in all seriousness, folks, uh, thank you for the last month. Matthew and I have had so much fun. It's been so good for us to talk to each other and to talk to you about things. Uh, you know, explore our minds through psychological quizzes. Um, enjoy, you know, the daily uh, the daily ponderance uh, ponderance of the analytics. <laughs> Or as Matthew said before, the dead of midnight. <laughs> we're we're gaga, we're gaga over the analytics. Sometimes, we are. sometimes, sometimes Schaefer texts me at night, <laughs> middle of the night, just a just a screenshot of the analytics. And we're we're gaga over you guys. We're, and we're we're, we're um, I mean, I'm personally shocked at our numbers thus far, and maybe it's just beginner's luck, but. Uh, like how, how? Let me ask you a question. How many, how many downloads would you have imagined for the first month of one magical hour? Uh, here, I'll go ahead and tell you mine. I thought that we would get eleven or twelve total downloads for the first month. <laughs> uh, so we're at, we're a little over six hundred. Is that right? Yeah, that, that's much higher. And that's that it's, exceeds my wildest dreams. That is more than eleven. Mine, I think, mine would have been more. You know figure we have uh you know six to eight listeners um and we were doing you know four podcasts a week so 
what are we doing math here? Yeah, trying to. Uh, you know, like somewhere in the in the in the high double digits. You know, like somewhere between seventy and a hundred downloads. Okay. So that's that's so that's a fraction, a fraction of the downloads we actually got, and we appreciate that. We, well, we're over the moon about our listenership, and it's really motivating us to step up the content, step up the recording value. Yeah, I mean, you guys. You guys hit us with, with your silent, with your silent metric fist. Uh, Matthew and I were talking over the weekend how you know if these, if this many people are going to stick with us, you know through this madness, then we are actually going to have to improve things around here, both tech, technologically and content wise. Um, yeah, like we're gonna start <laughs> trying. We're we're gonna we're gonna try even harder than than. I know we make it, we make this look easy, but it's not. But uh, just remind you know, me to start as, as you get to know us. Obviously, we'll get better. But as we, every time we do this, we'll we'll get a little better too, and we'll keep working on it. If you'll stick around to listen to us in the United States, in Russia, in India, in Thailand, in Australia, welcome Australian listener. Uh, we had one Australian download, and I think that that's either. That's either our friend Casey, uh, he's a chef in Melbourne, or our friend Jenny, uh, our friend Jenny in Sydney. Uh, hello to I, whichever one of you that is, get at us and let us know. Uh, really excited to have you guys. Uh, I think you were saying earlier, Matthew, we're, we're, it seems like we would be big in Australia. I, I think that, um, yeah, I think we would be huge in Australia. I, like, I, I think that just a couple of yanks having a meandering conversation is exactly what every Australian's looking for. A, you bit know? Of, a bit of a walkabout of the mouth, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Uh, I know for a fact that there's a ton of Aussies in Nashville. Uh, I've got a couple of buddies that live in Nashville that are in music production and they know a bunch of Australians that, are there making bluegrass music. In fact, that show Nashville, a bunch of those actors are Aussies. Like, I'll be damned. There's, there's, some, there's some connection between Americana and Aussies. Between good old country boys and the, and, the, and, the, and the Aussies? I think we're slipping right into their podcasts there. And the Aussies down under? Also, try not to reference things that never happened. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure what specifically you mean. You know what I mean? Okay. All right. Well, just just keep that in mind as we go forward. Okay. Like uh, it never happened today. Oh wait, I know what you mean. But it did happen today. Well, did it? I, I, I was not lying. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, it, let me ask you this: If it wasn't recorded, <laughs> if it wasn't recorded, did it happen? Did it happen? If a podcast falls in the darkness does anyone hear it uh i wanted to talk specifically to uh our friend holly uh up in chicago i talked to her uh yesterday holly in chicago and uh i begged her to tell me about the weather up there um the weather down here is actually really nice too i don't know i don't know when i got I don't know at what point something clicked inside me and now I talk about the weather any chance I get, but it happened. Um, and it sounds like the weather up there is, is getting, to, getting to be very autumnal uh, as it is down here. We're excited. Um, but Holly actually had some feedback um, and hers was kind of centered around, um, she was going to start by telling us to kind of relax, you know, and tell us that the, that the uh, kind of relaxed nature of the podcast is, what brought her to it that she said she got to the three C's episode and she was like, when she heard us, you know, detail, you know, uh, co communication or community comedy and comfort. She was like, Oh, you know, they understand the most important things uh, and they should go after it. So, you know, high technological quality is coming, but in the meantime, we don't want to compromise our, our relaxed, our relaxed attitudes and our and our stress-free uh, podcast environment, right? So, 
so thank you for everyone to your feedback. And we will, we promise you, we will take, take you very seriously and address, uh, and address anything. But at the same time, we will try, we'll do our best to stay true to, to the way, the loose way that we like to do things around here. And, you know, honestly, that's important, guys. Uh, it's becoming more clear to us that as, as we do this from day to day, it does, you know, it can't take a toll on you. You do have to set aside, you know, large portions of your week when you might be taking care of kids or you're supposed to be getting, preparing a bar to be opened in a matter of days. Uh, but we want to do this. We need to do this. And, you know, as much as we, we, we talked a little bit about how, you know, the, those like particularly Saturday and Sunday when we take a little break, um, how it's kind of a relief to not feel like you don't have to be on mic, but we both like definitely are antsy by the end of that. And we're like, man, we need to, we need to get back on that mic, get back to talking to one magical nation um, and give them, give them the things that they need. I've heard you make this slip of the tongue a couple of times. You, you start to say the three C's and instead of communication, you say community. Yeah. Yeah. What's up with that? I think, well, you know, they both obviously have the same root word. Um, yeah. But you know, when I, when I think of communication, I, I, I don't tie it to community. I mean, that's interesting that you're doing it. Like, is, is that because of one magical nation or. I think it is. Yeah. It was one magical nation. Yeah. Uh, seems to me like uh, communities <laughs> need to communicate more. Yeah. Uh, and maybe they're doing a poor job of that in this country. Um, well, this. I just team... thought it was an interesting slip of the tongue. I didn't know if there was. This community it was a backstory. Just... I didn't know if I could possibly derail the conversation further. <laughs> <laughs> that can always be done. I'm always looking for opportunities. Uh, I see a yes. train going, and I want to turn the tracks. The four C's: communication, comedy, community. comfort, community, a comedy, a comfort, keeping it classy, community, and. How was your weekend, sir? What'd you get up to? Weekend was lovely. Um, it was hot. <laughs> it was a, a hot autumn weekend, but it's cooler today, so I'm pretty stoked about that. I I got to watch some football, which is comfort to me. I, I've said it before. I didn't I didn't think it was going to happen, and it's happening. And <laughs> I find that during football season, I have uh, three, almost four hours to just like sit and focus on something and not be pulled in a million directions. And I've always noticed when football's over that suddenly I find all this time in my weekend. But right now, especially with the pandemic and just needing some normalcy, I've been, I've been enjoying watching football. Uh, the uh, Texas Longhorns took on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Oh man, that game was bananas. And a classic for the ages. It was wacky. It was wild. The Longhorns were down by 15 with three minutes left on the clock. They came back to win in overtime. I, I'm embarrassed because I was watching it with my daughter. And at, at, that, at that point where they're 15 points up and at three minutes on the clock, I'm, I'm on this text thread conceding to all the Red Raider fans. <laughs> and I'm telling Isabel, oh, you know, you, you win some, you lose some, you know, which is totally against my main belief in sports, which is you, you play till the end, you play till the finish, and you, you still have a chance. And that, that's exactly what the Longhorns did. They came back, they took it in Lubbock. Sorry to the Red Raiders out there. Maybe it seems like both in college and professional, it seems like there's just been a lot of good games. I think, you know, folks are just glad to have something to do, you know? And also I was kind of wondering if having, you know, some of the distractions pulled away and kind of letting them just play the game might have something to do with it too. But I find that really interesting because I have this feeling like if there's not spectators or if the stadium is, is partially filled that it, that it, the, there was going to be lower energy, but I haven't found that at all. And probably the players just like us weren't sure whether it was going to happen or not. 
and they're stoked to be out there. And yeah, there's been a lot of great games in the last. We're we're only on like week three of football season, so. Uh, that was great, and then of course on Sunday, both of our NFL teams lost. Yeah, but uh, you know, lost close. Well, your team lost close. My Texans did what they always did, and that's you know, play tough through the first half, completely fall apart in the second half, and then score a few points in garbage time to make it look the game look closer than it was. But really, it was just a total, total meltdown. Well, I. I had only been watching the scoreline. I thought they were doing okay. Uh, they also have like the toughest schedule in the history of the NFL, so I'm not I'm not worried about it too much. Uh, there's still a lot of season left, and other cliches like that. <laughs> we'll see. Luckily, uh, the Cowboys are in a division with all the softest teams. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that the NFC East has kind of become a little bit of a joke, but that uh, story. Uh, that's you know that's the way the the way the the way the world goes round the uh the the one fish chases the other fish's tail just like in our uh, in our logo sad story bro <laughs> no but seriously what i loved about this weekend was there was a lot of happy there was a lot of sad it was like the drama masks it was the thrill of victory, the agony of defeat. I got to experience it all. Um, yeah, man, it was a great weekend. I, I heard, though, I heard this weird thing. I heard that David Attenborough got on social media. Did you hear about that? Yes. yes, as a matter of fact, I did. I heard about it, and I noticed on the show sheet, because David Attenborough decided to get on Instagram. When you're in reading the show sheet? Yes, I actually put something in the show sheet. That was me. Okay. I did it. That wasn't the that wasn't the show sheet. El- elves who come out at night and maintain our show sheet. Uh, David Attenborough got on Instagram and in four hours got one million followers. <laughs> and I thought to myself, what what would I do with that kind of power? And I guess uh, I guess the answer is promote my little podcast about uh about almost nothing uh <laughs> i would i would i would make even more listeners <laughs> check out nothing going talking, on us talking about things but what you uh, talking about honestly uh i, I was also thinking about how this this means this indicates what the big takeaway from this would be that a lot of people in the world really like animals, and uh, and I'm the same way. I love animals. I uh, you know I'm from a family that we were never uh, a cat family or a dog family. We were just an, an animal family. We had cats and dogs. We loved them. We had gerbils. We had lizards. Uh, we love you know we love bird watching. Uh, all of those things. So uh, so when somebody comes along who only makes documentaries about animals, we love him too. So congratulations, David. Uh, I can't wait to see what you do with your uh, with your mighty Instagram clout. Uh, it will be interesting to see, and I will definitely be following him. Is that what he jumped on Instagram? Yeah. Huh. I have not created yeah, an Instagram. Did you guys group. ever have a, an echinoderm? <laughs> hey, uh, did you guys ever have a vole? We never, we know. I don't know much about voles. I hear voles make excellent pets. Really? Yeah. You're not just saying that. (laughs) (laughs) What's great about this podcast is I've always spent a lot of time thinking about dumb stuff to say. And now (laughs) I have a a place to bring that to. (laughs) It's to bring bring my vole fetish. (laughs) No, I, of course, nobody has, there's no domesticated voles famous uh, hey i don't know manish had a manish had a hedgehog what in college really yeah I, I think, uh i think you her know name, her name was lupe i uh, boy i don't remember yeah she just ran around that salado apartment i don't think she even had a cage or anything 
Or maybe she had a cage for like sleeping in, but it was just left open. She didn't venture out into the big world where she's smart. So <laughs> West Campus could be dangerous for a for a young hedgehog, as as we all know. Yeah, dangerous <laughs> for moles and hedgehogs for sure. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to let your your vole out in West Campus. It'll probably get corona. Do you have I know what you're thinking. Are voles a corona vector? <laughs> do do voles vector? And you're like, no, you don't know what I'm thinking. <laughs> Who vectors? Who's vectoring the voles? What's your vector, Victor? Who <laughs> Do you have something you'd like to say to One Magical Nation, Matthew Rampy? Um, I would like to say, welcome to Travis Hagedor, new listener. Keep your voice uh, safe. Sorry, I shouldn't, we shouldn't use last names, huh? Welcome, Travis. Uh, he's has a, Travis has a, he, he went to high school with us at Lubbock High. He has a 45-minute commute, so it's, this, this podcast is almost perfect for him. And so is he so, just missing five minutes of it? Welcome to one match. I know. I imagine him kind of like hold it, holding up in the car and like being late to late to his first meeting because he has to, he has to get those last five minutes of, of one magical hour. in. I don't know. Get at us, Travis and tell us how you hand, how you're handling it so far. You think a lot about this podcast. I mean, you, you hold it in high regard. If you think any of our listeners are like waiting in their driveway, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe they are, I, you know, I could have a bad attitude about that. You need to improve your attitude, sir. So on the way to the news cruise, I would just like to uh, bring up a news item that we spoke about in a previous episode. Uh, the licorice tragedy, uh, the story where the gentleman, uh, 54 years of age, construction worker from the U.S. state of Massachusetts, passed away ostensibly from eating too much licorice. Um, it, it turns out the uh, glycerizic acid in the licorice can cause problems with all, all kinds of things. It, it lowers the potassium in your system. It, anyway. I just wanted to clarify that we were we were laughing when we were talking about that conversation. I, I just had thought about this. I just felt like we didn't quite show enough empathy to that gentleman and his family. Yeah. yeah. Rest in peace, sir. He's still unnamed. It was just such a zany story that the Journal of American Medical Association, if I said that right, JAMA, uh, this is a JAMA-reviewed case whereby somebody died from eating too much licorice. But I think the point of it was it's the black licorice that's going to kill you. The, the point of that, I heard uh, Luke and, and Andrew talking about this. The <laughs> red licorice isn't really licorice. It's like a fruit-flavored rope twist. Gotcha. Black licorice is flavored with anise and and has this... Uh, ingredient that I, I can be dangerous and, for. You know, and who it's like poison. So, uh, you know, maybe that's a maybe that's a good takeaway for uh, for you out there in one magical nation. If it tastes like poison, eat less of it. It's a pretty good indicator. Like you said, uh, consult your doctor before you go on an all licorice diet. <laughs> all licorice diet. Yeah, and. The you know the loss of a human being on this earth is never is never a funny thing, um, but uh, some things are interesting and unusual, and and ODing on the Grish definitely falls into that category. The unusual, um, yeah. Sorry for anyone's loss. Also, watch out watch out for the black licorice out there, folks. What does News Crew's song parody mean, Matthew? Well, why am I so excited about I'm it? I was trying to switch away from top story uh, <laughs> because I didn't want to be derivative or more derivative than we already are. Uh, and also yeah. just blast the less blasting of horrible drops we knew the better. 
Yeah, I mean, that was that didn't have anything specific to do with it, but uh, <laughs> I thought we could we could do a song we could do a theme song for the news cruise since we're calling the news cruise now, and uh, I was just sort of riffing on it, um, and I, I'd like to I'd like to perform that for you here now. Uh, yeah, I hadn't told Schaefer about this, so this is all improv. I've never been more ready for anything in my whole life. It's going to be sad at the end of this, but <laughs> I bet that's not new theme song to the news cruise. All right. News. Exciting and news. Come aboard. We've been reading you and news. Life's biggest bummer. Let it flow. Grace doesn't it's like, like getting run over by a Hummer. <laughs> it's news. Soon we'll be making another run. The news, yeah. Welcome to the news cruise. What do you think? That was that was spectacular. I hope everybody had their car stereos turned way way up for that. Because when you uh, when you went up and hit that high note, at least on my end, uh, the the sound did something that could could only be described as ululating or ululating. However you pronounce that word. Well, I hope that the recording got that. It went like it was. It was wonderful. Oh man, everything about that was great. Well, uh, I can't remember. Yeah, I hope the news lives. The news lives up to that. What news do we have? Well, I mean, I don't think it's go. I, I think there's no way that it's going to live up to that. This is from CNN. NFL legend Joe Montana tussles with woman who attempted to kidnap his grandchild, police say. Legendary NFL quarterback Joe Montana and his wife confronted a woman suspected of trying to kidnap their grandchild Saturday, according to the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. Montana told, the, Montana told police the woman, later identified as Sodsai Dalzell, entered his home in Malibu, California, removed his nine-month-old grandchild from a playpen, and held the child in her arms. Montana and his wife, Jennifer, confronted the woman, attempted to de-escalate the situation, and asked the woman to give their grandchild back, police said. A tussle ensued, and Mrs. Montana was able to safely pry the child out of the suspect's arms. A statement from the Sheriff's Department reads. So, when I read this story, does it seem like this is a kidnapping? I no, mean, it definitely doesn't. I know that's not a lot of, of info. It seems like it seems like a lonely and a mentally damaged woman snuck into the house and and held the child in her arms. That's God. Yeah, that's that kind of what it sounds like. <laughs> a sad story. Um, but also it sounds like if you want to leave your kid your kids with somebody best do it leave them with joe montana and his wife because they'll take care of business when they have to yes they i mean <laughs> there was a tussle they protected the they protected the rock too it was like joe versus the dallas pass rush there's... back when they were whipping us in the super bowl so that's, oh. the, that's the story for today that was fluffy enough to bring to this forum yeah we hope you're not bummed out by the news yeah sorry i'm making had to make it no fun but uh no no, no. go ahead yeah also man, can you just wander into joe montana's house uh yeah, you would think there would be <laughs> some imagine that would be a high security in place i i, I don't know all this. Maybe Joe's far enough away from the limelight that he can just kind of live like any Malibu resident would. I hope so. For him. that's, I mean, that's what I would wish for him. He definitely put in his time. He definitely deserves it. Fifteen years in the league, that guy. 
And I hope that that lady is getting the help that she needs. Yeah, our, our heart goes out to, and I, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Sadsai Dalzell. Uh, and I can't wait for our next news story. I find it interesting that they're naming the alleged kidnapper, but they didn't name the, the construction worker killed by licorice. Yeah, who knows? I mean, I guess that's a... I think once you're charged with a crime, then it becomes public record. Ah, okay. So, right. Wow, what are you, a lawyer? I did not... Uh, we were talking about getting some some guests on the show. And uh, we talked a little bit about my old friend Lauren Marks on, on the last show. And uh, I texted with her over the weekend, and she said she's in... So we will definitely have guests coming up for you guys. I got to figure that uh, we'll get Alex Battles on here one of these days to play some songs and tell some stories. Uh, I also, uh, I'm really excited to welcome listener uh, Miss F. And I want to specifically just call her Miss F. She knows who she is uh, out on the East Coast. So happy to have you. I hope that you, she's another person who texted me was like, I uh, I listened to the first episode. Uh, I don't know. I guess I'll keep trying. So, oh yeah, we were going to tell you guys, if you have your friends listen to the show, which we hope you do, just go ahead and tell them to start with, say, episode seven. Not, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm going with, episode one, seven. One through six can be saved for the, the completionists. Uh, and, you know, we, we wanted to include them because we wanted, you, you know, some of you guys to be in there at the very beginning. Just because, like we said, if a podcast is dropped in the internet and no one is there to hear it, is it really a podcast? But um, I would like to keep Miss Miss F, Miss F uh, anonymous because I would hope that someday she would get on and tell us some crazy stories from back in the day. She's Miss F is one of my favorite people in the whole world, and I'm so excited to have her on. And I'm hoping that maybe we get her on later. Uh, under the cloak of anonymity to tell us some wild stories from back in the day. Um, we'll see. Wow. Uh, oh, that, wait, that's a fascinating idea. <laughs> Guests, but we don't know their identity. Yeah. Dude, I love that. <laughs> huh. Just shadow guests. I feel like we know some people who would I speak. I was thinking of like just only under, that, only under that condition. I'm always thinking of plumbing our contact list of like, you know, really um, successful, engaging uh, all, people from all walks of life that we know, but I hadn't considered do, like confidential informants. <laughs> yeah. Amounts to confidential informants. Listen, if anybody wants to come on here and not give their identity, get, Get at us at feedback at onemagicalhour.com. Feedback at one Yeah. Uh, welcome, uh, welcome all y'all new listeners. Uh, please review us on, on Apple Podcasts. That's really important for driving traffic. Yeah. Review, review, review. It's the three R's. <laughs> and, and, and how many C's are we up to now? We're up to five C's. We've got communication, comedy, comfort community keeping it classy keeping it classy both keeping and classy are spelled with c's in this instance and what and what episode do you think that we should start interviewing people uh i would say probably sometime next week sometime sometime next week okay definitely where we've moved into the into the point where i think we're at the point of the podcast where we need to add another section Second. you know um See, I, was, I was thinking that our interview show would be like I would want to shoot for one interview a week. Yeah, that makes sense. Mainly because it seems like a commitment. I like yeah. Like, because we you know, with you and I recording the show, it's always pretty loose. We have a general time, but if one of us can't make it, it's no big deal. But you know, if we get somebody involved, you have to be like, when are you available? That's the other thing. It's like we have to make ourselves available. Yeah, that's its own, obviously its own. <sighs> we need a thing. 
Who's going to be our scheduler? Okay. If you'd like to be our scheduler, hit us up at feedback at onemagicalnation.com. I mean, onemagicalhour.com. I want to say I want to say one magical nation every time. I can't even get the name right. Onemagicalhour.com. Okay. I think it's I think it's time for a quiz. Time for a quiz. Time to return to psychology today to explore our minds. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so you guys remember last week we had uh, we had what's your podcast partner's favorite smell? What's your podcast partner's favorite flavor ice cream? Uh, and then uh, podcast partner's personality traits. Vanilla, uh, Sherbert, Ranger Hall. So we had <laughs> so we had two light ones and then kind of a heavy one. Uh, and this week we have the exact opposite. We have one heavy one and then we have two light ones. So uh, so get ready. This is going to be uh, this is going to be good fun. The first is, of all the way, of all the ways there are to die, which does your podcast partner fear the most? Aside from aside from overdosing on black licorice, as we now know, <laughs> not not pleasant. Okay, that sounded like a a quick death. It, I mean, sorry, what? I, the the black licorice incident sounded like sort of i mean not not too many details were given but it sounded like a quick death is that right well like he just keeled over i think it brought on like a cardiac arrest so i definitely i definitely would always prefer the fast ones to, to, to the slow ones that'd be like if i were guessing so if i were guessing for you uh as my podcast partner i would say definitely like Definitely the ones you would fear are probably, you know, drowning, burning to death. Oh, yeah. You know, any of those, yeah. Any of those kind of drawn out painful ones, right? Yeah, but there are some drawn out painful ones that seem, that seem less bad than like, I don't know, it seems like burning to death. It, that could go quick. It could be lava. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. Yeah. Sure. If it was lava. Or... Like freezing to death takes longer, right, than burning to death. Yeah, but I feel like freezing to death, you kind of just, but it... just black out and shut down. Yeah, like I'm not. I'm definitely scared of burning to death, but freezing to death. I mean, that seems like well, nature got you. Yeah, I guess I. I guess I don't really know, it's but like the best among our lineages have frozen to death and that, that just happens sometimes you know um, yeah. worst death what's I'm yours thinking anything like you know plane crash boom it's over i mean you do have a little time to think about it but that's that could be time when you just have to get right you know that's when you can uh meditate and uh you got to be ready for that anytime you get on a plane, right? I guess so. I don't know. I've, the existential I've, always, kind of flying. I've always flown flown very well. I think my I think I f I fear dying at the hands of the Inquisitor in the 14th century medieval Spain the most. Yeah. All right. Like, That's uh, a good example. Like, any can, any torturing to death is going to torture, suck. like the Iron Maiden or like Vlad the Impaler, kind of flayed, death of a thousand cuts kind of thing. Like that's pretty. That's death pretty by medieval torture is good. Yeah. It's something that we wouldn't want. Or or death by contemporary torture for that matter. I don't want to be tortured to death at Gitmo either. Um, that's a good point. I don't want to be tortured to death at the hands of the Apaches or the Comanches. That's a good point. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Any... Anything with the word torture in it, count me out. Yeah, that's my answer. We'll, we're right. Finally, we agree on something. Yeah, finally. Couldn't agree on ice cream flavors to save our lives. <laughs> well, there are so many good ice cream flavors, but so few good ways to die. A few good ways to die. Okay, number 15. <laughs> oh, this is a fun one. What type of music does your partner secretly like? What's a musical taste they have most people wouldn't know they enjoy? 
All right. Uh, I'm going to guess for you, uh, just because this has come up recently, like in the last few years of our relationship, I would say for you, probably you're kind of secretive about your recent discovery of country music, right? Uh, that, uh, that, that fellow Sturgill Simpson, uh, you know, who's got, that guy's got a beautiful voice, but he was kind of a gateway, a gateway yeah. to country music for you, right? Uh, yeah. I've eschewed country all my life because I was trying to sort of separate myself from my place of origin. Sort yeah. That's, of, sort, yeah. Of a, sort of an urban shit kicker ethos. Right. That's something that some of us, you know, grew up in Texas kind of felt like they had to do, you know, we didn't want to be associated with, you know, necessarily. Hot country. Alan Jackson. The big trucks and the George Straits. Way down yonder on the Chattahoochee. Which, you know, now I can be a little bit nostalgic about that stuff. But yeah, definitely there was a time when I didn't. I can, I can look back on it too. But at the time, I I wanted to do, I, I listen, it just wasn't for me. And I got interested in hip hop at an early age. And then I got very interested in electronica music. And I just sort of, we've talked about this. And you're proud of your interest. You've in heard it. Everybody knows. As you should be. There's... <clears throat> but yeah, Sturgill Simpson definitely got me kind of reinterested in like an Americana scene or a outlaw country scene. And he is, he is rejected. He is outcast from the, the Nashville main hot country uh, uh, canon. Like they're, they're not into him and he's not into them. They got beef. Uh, which I respect, but yeah, that got me thinking about the genre and, and um, there was a time where my wife was like, where's my hip hop husband? (laughs) (laughs) He came home and I'm like cleaning. Cowboy in bed with me. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So that's a pretty good answer for me. What about you, my friends? I bet like, I mean, I would imagine like. You're into a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean, forgive me for putting <clears throat> words in your mouth, but I, I bet it'd be tough for me because, you know, everybody says, oh, I listen to everything, but uh, but I really do. Um, like, like, if you looked at the top of my stack of records right now, you'd find, like, of course, a few Neil Young records, but you'd find, like, some 70s Polish pop music and, you know, some... So, as, as far as... So, Everybody listens to 70s Polish pop, man. As far as stuff that I would be embarrassed about, stuff that I would want to keep secret, I honestly really do enjoy, like, barbershop quartets and acapella bands and, uh, and glee, like, glee clubs. Um, like, any, you know, any, like, group of singers without music. Like, that's probably, like, one just one of the least... Cr- the least cool things you can do. And, uh, and I really do like it. Like, uh, I could go, like, I have a record. I thought I knew you, man. <laughs> I have a record uh, from my, that I inherited from my grandmother, Cindy Burnett. Uh, and it's called, the, bar, the band is called Barroom Gang. And it's Barroom Gang scene, sings like barroom ditties. And it's like, Joe the Highland Dutch and the Lowland Dutch and the Rotterdam Dutch and yeah. Glorious, glorious, one keg of beer for the four of us. So stuff like that. Like, uh, <laughs> it's, it's really fun, but it's. Well, that, and now you're making it sound cool. It is not cool. <laughs> like, uh, you're talking about like glee clubs or acapella, acapella. Bl- <laughs> now wait. Glee wait. clubs and acapella bands makes me want to keep saying acapella glands which acapella glands yeah that's the human organ that gives you the capacity for harmonizing is another yeah you know if you really want to sing up then you can uh, build up your acapella gland and really get to really get those uh (laughs) can you can you milk the acapella gland oh gross uh, you want to, folks, you, you know, particularly when you reach a certain age, you want to, you want to get that acapella gland checked as a, you know, health, your preventative health is, should be kept at the front of the line. Had your acapella gland checked. Always get it looked at. I've never been good at harmonies. 
point. Uh, Not a glandular problem. I remember uh, our friend Milton in New York, musician, who, like, you know, he travels the world, plays shows all over the place. He told a story once about he checked into a hotel in like uh, Chicago or something. Where he was just saying he was playing at another club there in the, in the town or whatever. And uh, he went back to his hotel after the show. It was really late. And there was a barbershop quartet conference going on. And he was like, you know, this, you know, he's another person who likes a lot of music. He was like, I'm not necessarily into, you know, four guys, you know, singing harmony with each other. <laughs> but, you know, they like met on the elevator, you know, he met a gang of them and they started drinking beer together. And they, they you know, they found songs that they had in common and they, then he busted out his guitar and they started singing them together. And they like, they had, they wound up having the time of their lives. So, you know, that's, and that's what I think about all of this music. It's like, if you have the context, and you, you know, get with somebody who's really into it, then, you know, then you can get into it too. And, uh, and, you, and eventually your acapella gland will become strong and you too will like barbershop quartets. <laughs> I'm, I'm Googling acapella <laughs> gland exercises right now. Does that? <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I don't use gland. Okay, we put that one away. Let's do one more. Uh, right, I promised you two two funny ones. The other funny one was, oh, what does your podcast partner typically look forward to most about the weekend? I think the real answer here for me is, what's the weekend? <laughs> yeah, you don't ever slow down, do you? I think, you know, well, we've, weekends, we talked are, about, weekends are pretty busy. We talked about football. I definitely... I definitely look forward to that, but you know, that's only a, that's a small part of the year too. Uh, you know, I'll take like increasingly, like I get real excited about Sunday mornings. Like, you know, when you get, you know, the big thick Sunday paper and do the crossword and have some, you know, coffee or tea quite on the back porch. You know, just wow. Listen to, listen to your barbershop quartet. <laughs> <laughs> So what if I do? Quite a scene. <laughs> Have a little yogurt with uh, maybe some fruit in it. But you know, like, really well. I feel like you've skipped a step, my friend. <laughs> 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 Your midlife crisis was just skipping a section. You guys want to come over? We'll make cookies and watch some Gary Shandling reruns. <laughs> right to grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I wear socks with sandals. This is the comforting part of the show, folks. That's I the socks with sandals thing, that's just a that's a pandemic thing. As soon as we get a vaccination, I'll stop wearing socks with sandals. I promise as it is my promise to you. Wait, there's vaccination. <laughs> upon vaccination, the uh the insoctrination will end. There's the show quote right there. <laughs> As soon as there's a vaccine, I'll stop wearing socks with sandals. <laughs> All right, folks. I don't think there's a vaccine for that. I wanted to, uh, I wanted to read you guys a poem uh, from uh, my friend Brendan Lorber, who I know won't mind if we read one of his poems aloud. So I don't need to did get you ask him? Did you ask him? I did not. No, I did not. All right. Hey guys, we're gonna start asking permission. Eventually we will, yeah. But uh, I just I I end up forgetting to do it, and I mean I don't have the time. This is from Brendan's uh, chat book. It's called Gold Star. I want to shine. What do you do, Shepherd? Ferned out under stories like fear or cash. I want to shine. There's a band that hasn't met yet that defines the shining portion of our lives. Until then, my lily is undergilded, chronologically coughed from year to year, stripped of all property. Here's a for sale sign for sale, shining boat without a hull. There must be a steadfast misunderstanding by which I navigate. Hello, bright star. I want to shine, shine back, administration of weather and light. But I gave my name when I ordered food at the counter, and now I'm nobody. Uh, that that's poem. That I didn't want to tell you guys the title of that poem until after I read it. That poem's called Schaefer's Best Offer. 
Uh, so now, now you can listen to it again and think about it. Uh, this is uh, this chapbook uh, Brendan wrote called Gold Star. It's all poems dedicated to uh, his friends and colleagues, uh, Lauren Ireland and uh, Arlo and Krista Quint in here. Uh, tons of folks. It's really an awesome book, but um, I'm obviously that one's obviously that one's close to my heart. Uh, so thank you, Brendan, for a beautiful poem. Uh, come back to Austin soon when this is all over. We'll go. Uh, we'll go see a James McMurtry show or go see Soul Man Sam play down at the Skylark when all of this madness is done. We miss you. I feel bad for the listeners who were already sort of pressed for time because they were like in the driveway listening to the last five minutes and uh -oh. now they have to go back <laughs> to read the poem now that they know the title <laughs> we gotta rewind and poor travis is never gonna get out of his car he just he lives in, the in a podcast loop. In the driveway now <laughs> mom where's dad <laughs> sorry no. magical nation he, he moved to one magical nation, honey. We failed you again. <laughs> so, one month, guys. Thank you so much for that. And uh, thanks especially to my podcast partner, Matthew Rampy. Uh, you sure yeah. made this fun. Uh, you, I, more than made it fun, you made this indispensable. Isabel was like, man, you're putting a lot of work and effort into this thing. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's true. And eventually it will show. I was stoked to see that she knows what work and effort looks like. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, oh keeps, keeps a sharp eye on us, doesn't she? We love you, One Magical Nation. Join us next time where it gets better. Tell your friends. Get at us. We love you. Leave us a voicemail sometime. That would be really fun. Fun to play a voicemail over the air here. Um, particularly if you find yourself in some sort of particularly entertaining situation. And uh, remember the five to six C's. Communication. Comedy. Comfort. Comfort. Community. Classy. Keeping it classy. Classy keeping. And uh, the poor of the choices. The sweet of the wine. Sweet of the wine. And we'll go out with uh, some, some original Matthew Rampy beats. Like fun to me.